Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I am super excited today to be coming to you guys with a special guest. Um, I know you guys are probably getting sick of hearing me just talk all the time, so I figured I better get someone uh, with a lot of industry knowledge and who has been very successful in the industry and wanted them to share their tips with you. So today, I have Sarah Stengel with me. She currently works in biologics at Wright Medical. She first started off her career at Boston Scientific in the urology space and has been in the industry for the last three years. The reason I wanted to bring Sarah in is she has been a huge help during this whole process. She was one of the uh, one of the uh, resources I would reach out to when I was trying to break in uh, over the last six months. And she was the person who actually spent time, talked with me, gave me great tips, and also has a lot of success of not just helping me break in, but helping a lot of other people. Um, we were talking around 20, yeah. probably, around 20 people that she's helped her and uh, her fiance help get into the industry right now, and they have a business going with it. So I wanted to bring her on and just kind of talk with her. Um, so we will just get going with everything. So Sarah, great to have you. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> All right. So Sarah, let's let's just start it. How'd you break in? How'd you break into medical device sales? Oh gosh, it was a long road. So it took me about six months. Um, I was lucky enough to be employed. So I wasn't in any rush, right? It wasn't like I was unemployed and I'm trying to break in. I have no paycheck coming in. So that was a huge stress reliever. Um, but really, you know, I think things have kind of changed a little bit. So when I was trying to break in, I didn't have much luck on LinkedIn. You know, you would follow up with people. Nobody wanted to take the time to talk with me, you know, make mutual connections or anything like that. Yep. Um, so really, I just hit hard on MedReps, MedReps.com. Um, you know, it does cost money, but really, you know, you think about potentially what you're going to be making <laughs> after you break in. And then, you know, it doesn't really matter as much, you know, spending 20, 30 bucks for a very small investment for <laughs> exactly, what you could make. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I reached out to recruiters. Um, I, I don't have, I didn't have sales experience before I broke in. So, I mean, I heard it all. You're never going to break in, go get B2B sales, yeah. um, even mutual connections, right? My dad would introduce me to people. Um, Scott had been in the industry for a while. He would introduce me to people, yeah. all the same thing. They're either not hiring or go get sales experience. Um, I'm naturally very competitive yep. and I don't like to waste time. So I kind of just, them to, you know, well, I didn't say it, but in my head, right? Yep. I'm like, go pound sand, watch what I'm going to do. Exactly. Right? Yep. So, um, I finally found a recruiter, um, through actually it was the Boston scientific job posting this recruiter, this external recruiter had posted for it and he did not get back to me right away. Right. I had to really follow up with him. Um, and honestly I got him on the phone for 10 minutes and that's where I kind of changed his mind. Love it. And he put me through an initial interview and that was probably the toughest interview, right? Because, <laughs> you know, these recruiters, they, they're getting paid it's a livelihood. off of your success, yep. right? So, I mean, be ready for these recruiters to grill you. Yep. Um, if you can't get through a recruiter or if you can't convince a recruiter to take you on as a potential client, uh, no offense, like you're probably not going to have much luck if yeah. you let, you know, people tell you, you don't have what it takes or you don't have the experience. I mean, we hear that every day, every day yep. right? So, um, 
you know, medreps.com was my thing. Love um, it. And then also I was really blessed to have mentors throughout the interview process. Um, my recruiter took the time. I spent, you know, an hour on the phone with him prepping before every interview. Um, Scott, uh, my fiance, he's been in for a while. He mentored me. Mm-hmm. Then actually his brother, who's a VP of, of sales at a brewing company, um, he mentored me as well. So even though it's a different, it's a different industry. Right, yeah. It's all sales. It's all sales and they give you a different perspective. So at that point I just had to, you know, execute. I love it. Yeah. And the thing I really want to just touch on there is, you know, being told no, it's, it's what we're told every single day. And, and like a lot of you guys, you might not have that sales does uh, B2B sales experience that they're looking for. You know, just like Sarah, I got told I'm never going to break in or you're wasting your time. Go do ADP or the, um, you know, CentOS. And again, nothing against those. I, I think they're great. Like for me, someone, and just like yourself, who's competitive, I'm not going to waste my time in my life at going to these sales jobs. And like, and this was the one thing I've been told is there's a couple of people who've done it and then they got horrible areas and then you're supposed to be a rock star in it and they couldn't be a rock star. And then it made it even harder to break in. So you wasted two years of your life. Totally. And, and I, now you're trying to get in. I didn't, I just thought of this. I'd even argue that, I mean, I'm not saying don't go to the B2B sales route, yeah. but if you don't have sales experience on your resume, you now don't have to answer to numbers, Bam. right? So if you go and you work at ADP or you go work at CentOS and you don't perform, yep. now you have to speak to, why you weren't hitting your number. Like, that's an even bigger hurdle yeah. to overcome than not having sales experience, yep. in, in my opinion. No, 100%. Because the thing that comes really nice here is when you don't have this, that sales experience, that's the number one thing we can say. We're moldable. Totally. We don't we don't have any bad habits. We've, we've never not hit our numbers. You know, you guys have the best training and we can just – we can be molded into the rep you want us to be. Absolutely. Uh, no, so I think, again, that's a huge, huge point that I just want to make clear to everybody that – if you get told no once or twice and you, you're done, I don't think you should be in sales. I, I think that's just uh, – maybe that's the truth and maybe it hurts to hear right now. But it's I think a lot of people make this magic thing up in their head that they want to do something maybe because they hear that it's awesome or that, that you can make a lot of money in it. But if it's really not a fit for your personality, you might as well cut it off early. Right. So I just wanted to touch on that. Um, going into second one. Me being in my first month, I'm learning a lot. Uh, I've told these guys kind of what my first couple of weeks are. What was your first experience in medical device? What's What was kind of your first year like you? And what would you share to people who, if they do get the job, what to kind of expect? Oh, gosh. So now that I am, you know, removed from the situation, I can, I can be a lot more thankful and grateful for it. You know, being an associate, I, you know, every associate role is different, right? Orthopedics, you're going to be running trays, you know, learning an orthopedic surgical procedure takes a little bit more time than like, you know, you or myself, that's more in the Euro gyno area. It's a a different learning curve. Mm -hmm. But with that, I was given the opportunity to really enhance my sales experience a lot faster. Mm. Um, you know, I was, you know, obviously you're doing the dirty work, yep. um, which is to be expected, but I was also really blessed to have one of the top reps as my senior rep. Yep. Um, you know, so really all I did was I shut my mouth and I learned, Love right. It. Going to dinners, watching him be able to steer these conversations in the direction that he wanted to go. It was one of the most, to this day, he's probably one of the most, Oh gosh, he's just such a good salesman yeah. that if you if you 
are lucky enough to have somebody like that, that you can learn from, mm-hmm. you know, obviously days are going to be hard, right? Yeah. We had three times the the territory that the average rep had. I had a number of 21 hour days, right? Mm-hmm. You get up, um, you go cover cases all day. You hop on a plane, you fly to Albuquerque to cover a case in the afternoon. Then you fly back and then you have a dinner. I mean, and it just repeats itself. Yeah. Right. But you know, just be really, it, you're going to get overwhelmed. Like we were just talking, yeah. you're going to feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. If you can keep it as simple as possible yeah. and just shut up and listen, yeah. it's going to take you so much further. I love you it. Know? That, and that's huge. And I, and I want to just touch on that, like shutting up and just listening. I think that's huge. Everybody's so quick to talk, even myself. I like to talk, you know, <laughs> as you know, uh, that's why she laughs. I don't shut up. Uh, but just being able to listen and talk and like, even when you guys are calling people, when you're trying to learn from them right now, when I tell you guys to go network, that's one thing I've touched on. When you guys are reaching out, you're trying to learn, right? You don't, you're not in the industry yet. Call someone. You should have two or three good questions. Shut up and just let them tell you everything and help build that relationship. Um, but again, going in as an associate, you don't know anything yet. Right. So you're going to be the one learning. So even though you might have a, an opinion, your opinion's probably wrong. Um, or even if it's not, you haven't put in the time to be respected uh, when you say this stuff. Yeah, and I will say too, you know, even if you are working under a senior rep, if the senior rep is is good and they're trying to, you know, challenge you and bring you up to speed, you know, something as simple as getting a doctor's phone number, yeah. right? It It's difficult to ask, yeah. right? You know, with me, I was dealing with a lot of male surgeons. You're dealing with probably a lot of female surgeons yep. right now. Being the opposite sex in asking for their phone number yep. is actually a really big hurdle to overcome, mm-hmm. right? And I net my senior territory rep never gave me the phone numbers that I needed. He never gave me the emails or the contacts of the people that I needed. And as annoyed as I was when it was going on, he was doing it to make me learn. Yep. Right. And you're you're never going to have all the answers. You know, I remember it was quarter end. I was two months into the job and my rep calls me. He's like, Hey, I need you to go collect all the POs. I'm like, well, what's a PO? Like, I don't even know what a PO <laughs> is. And he's like, just go figure it out. Here's the list of the hospitals. Here are the cases that we need. Go figure it out. So I'm driving around these different hospitals. Hey, who, who do I get the PO from? Right. And they're like, Oh, well, do you have the rec number? I'm like, well, what's a rec number? <laughs> right. So it's like you, it's nice to have things handed to you and easy, but that's not going to do anything for no. you, you know? And so don't complain, just figure it out yep. and it you'll be better off. Yeah. I love that. And, and then, like you said, it helps you prepare you to be your own rep, Absolutely. right? Like being an associate. Yeah. You're helping out, but to be your own rep, because even now, like I talk to reps that have been in the field for 10 years and they're like, I see something new every day and I have to figure it out, yep. you know? So if you're not able to be resourceful, it's going to be really hard to be successful. So I love that he did that for you to yeah. help you be successful now. At the time I didn't, but no. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So going into the next one, I wanted to touch really big on success of getting people hired. Like I said, Sarah helped me when I was trying to break in. There is hours. Like I said, I don't shut up. So hours of phone calls of me just like asking questions, wondering what to do. Um, And she went the extra mile every single time to help me with my resume, to help me with like interviews, getting ready for interviews because she's been through it and I had not um, questions to prepare for, people to reach out to, just contacts like that. And so I wanted to talk on 
you've gotten over 20 people hired, you and Scott with your guys' business. And I just wanted to talk, you know, how, how are you guys doing that? What are you telling them? Because a lot of them I know are the people without sales experience. Right. Um, so really for these listeners that are listening, if they're in the same shoe, what are you telling some of your clients to, to get these jobs? And, and what do you think is making them stand out compared to other people that might reach out to you but don't get the jobs? Right. Yeah. So, gosh, it's, you know, we've only been doing this since the pandemic yeah. first started, right? So it hasn't been that long. Um, I said it before, every situation is different, yep. right? How you, um, you know, network, dip, people will reach out, right? Well, I've reached out, I've reached out, I'm not getting any response. Okay, well, what are you saying? Are you following up, yep. right? And a lot of a lot of individuals, it's just getting over that hurdle of, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a bother to them, right? I don't want to pester them. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, guess what? If, if you're not comfortable doing that, you should probably think about a different career because this is what you're going to be doing all day. That's your job. Right. And, and there's ways you can do it, right? If you're very arrogant and you're reaching out to people, you're probably not going to get very far. (laughs) Um, so you can be a pest, but if you're genuine in your approach, you know, that makes all the difference. Um, you know, we, we go, there's a lot of communication between us and and our clients. Um, you know, uh, prepping for interviews, you know, going over their resume and their cover letter, mm-hmm. um, their business plan when, when the time comes, yep. um, you know, too. And a lot of times we're able to use our internal network and maybe make connections with people, but I'm not saying that, you know, we're helping these people and they're getting hired right away. No, yeah. Right. Yep. It, it takes time. It takes a lot of coaching. And the biggest difference that I see in those individuals that have gotten the jobs and those that haven't is they actually put into action what we say, right? It's not going in one year and out the other. It's not people just being lazy and saying, Hey, you know, do you know this person? Or do you know of somebody that's hiring? Can you connect me? It's like, well, we're happy to do that. You need to show us that you're, you know, actually doing something on your own. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, first off, I just want to say, like you said, you're not getting hired right away. Like the process is long either way. Right. You know what I mean? So like if, even if you go through one job interview, you know, like even if they're fast, it's a month and a half and you just did a fast right. interview get process totally. in the medical device. So, you know, going on to that, but I just love how, what you said, it's the, it's the calls I've had. I've had 10 calls the last week and I've said the exact same thing. I'm only going to help those who help themselves. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing is what people want to see. Like there's more than enough people that are willing to help, but why would I go and put my name out on the line or you guys go put your name out on the line and, and even go out to someone in your network to put your name out on the line right. for someone who's not showing that they want it um, to be hungry. Um, and I think that was an awesome point. And, and even right away when you talked about going in when you're having that com- that first message or you don't want to be a pest. I think if you go in with a genuine heart every single time, you can't lose. And that, and that was just my approach is like, I think most people will come in and they write a message that's I expect. Right. And and I'll just be honest, if if most people read an I expect message, you're not getting a response because they're like, Who do you think you are messaging me? Yeah. Like you do, I don't even know who you are. You're not in the industry. But if you come and just say, Hey, I'm just I'm eager to learn. I just I'm just trying to network. I would love to just hear your experience. Um, I've seen you've had success in this field. Would just love to to meet you or anything. You know, I, I tell this to everyone I talk to on the phone. People love to talk about themselves. If you can, if you can make it in that conversation or that message you send them to get them on the phone, I think that's what you should really be looking for. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And you're building immediate rapport. Yeah. Right. Because yep. if you get on the phone and you just ask somebody about them and they're talking for 15, 20 minutes about themselves, they hang up the phone. They're like, wow, I really like that. Person. Exactly. You didn't even do anything. <laughs> right. Yep. You're just getting them to talk about themselves. It's the easiest way 100%. to build rapport. Yep. And if you can't do that, yep. I mean, that that's where we talk about the whole sales thing. And that's like you said, the whole pesting thing, you know, when you are in this uh, game, you're going to be talking to doctors and or you're going to be talking to chains or to the people who do the uh, finances or anything. Right. You're trying to get get their business. Yep. And a lot of times they're going to be no. And you, you can't be a pest, but you do need to keep on happening and be in the right place at the right time or be able to get that business to hit your quota. Exactly. And I will say, because this has happened to you know both Scott and I a number of times, this is something that you did really well. You were always available. You were so organized with your spreadsheet, your follow-up, what you touched base on. I mean, that's what you need to do. I'll have, we'll have scheduled calls mm -hmm. with individuals and they don't answer the phone. Yep. You leave a, a voicemail. They don't, they don't get back to you until a couple of days later. It's yep. like, I'm, I'm not getting anything from this. Yeah. Right. If, I mean, once you're a client maybe, but just initial reaching out, I'm doing this just because I'm trying to give back and you know, be a good person yep. and treat people differently than I was treated when yes. I was trying 100%. to break in. Yep. But if you don't have the the respect for my time, yep. and I'm not even a recruiter, right? If you do this <laughs> with a recruiter or a manager, yeah. you are one you're and done. done. Yeah, you're done. There's yep. no coming back. And they and, and even if you try to come back, you're not you're done. Exactly. Because that you just showed your true colors, and yep. that's how they're going to look at it. No matter what you say. You're not coming back. Um, and you know, you guys, I just say this. I learned this early being a personal trainer, right? Like my time, we're in 30 minute time slots. If you showed up five minutes late, A, you're not respecting my time, but B, your 30 minute workout just went to a 25 minute workout because right. I'm not running late or running over because of you. Right. So just like you said, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've always hit on people is you got to respect someone's time. If you say 11 o'clock, Every time I called someone, it was 11. It wasn't 11.01. It was 11 o'clock on the dot. Um, you know, if they say 11 o'clock and they call you at 11.01, that's okay. Right. right? You're, trying, you're trying to get their information, <laughs> right? But you don't be the late one to right. the party. So, um, exactly. and just on a side note, the, one of the jobs uh, that I got offered, the reason I got the offer, they got on the Zoom meeting and I was on 15 minutes early. And the boss uh, or my the manager uh, got on and they're like, Oh, what are you doing on already? And I was like, Oh, I just wanted to be prepared and I wanted to be here. I'd rather be early than late. That right there, right when everybody got on, she made sure to tell everybody and they were super impressed. So just again, respecting people's times, it's gonna say a lot about who you are and, and how serious you take the opportunity. It's the little things yep. in the interview process, especially if you don't have the sales experience. You have to do the little things correct yep. and well. Yep. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because again, there's a million people who want to be here, right? You know, and they'll and they'll find that person that oh we can we can get that person. So I think amazing points right there, Sarah. I uh, really want to go into just advice to breaking in. Um, you, we touched a big part of it. If you if you can put a number, a couple numbers, like here, this is what a checklist even or something. What what would be like even three or four things that you say to someone that like hey. If you're trying to break in, these are the things I would make sure that I do. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. You know, I would. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of, like, the best way to, to sum this up. Because uh, <laughs> there's, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much, right? Yeah. You have to, you know, reach out to the people. You have to follow up with the people. You have to go 
and, uh, you know, go that extra step, figure out who you're going to be talking to, figure out what their background is. Right. And then prepare accordingly. You have to, you know, look up, you don't have to know everything about the position, right? Because you're interviewing them too, right? Because you don't want to take a position that you don't think you're going to be successful in. It's got to be a right fit for you as well. Exactly. So, you know, you have to have good questions lined up. You develop those good questions by learning about what you're going to be selling. What does the market look like? Um, You know, always following up, asking if they have concerns. You want to address the concerns that you can sit there and say, well, this is why I think you know, the opposite, yep. right. And close for the follow-up. Cause there's so many people that I talk to say, Oh yeah, I got a really good vibe. I think they really liked me. I'm like, well, did you ask for concerns? No, I thought it was going really well. Well, <laughs> did you close them for the next step? No, but they said, you know, they'll call me in a couple weeks. I'm like, dude, you're never going to hear back. Yep, you're not getting you're, that. <laughs> you're not getting the next step. Like nobody's hopefully nobody's going to be a total, you know, a hold of you sitting on the other side of the table while they're interviewing you. So they're going to give you the warm and fuzzy, right? They're salespeople. They're going to interact with you, you know, just like they would anybody else. So you might think that you did really well. You don't know because you didn't ask. Bam. Right. And, and two, you know, (laughs) when you're, when you're trying to break in, even if you do have sales experience, you're going to want to focus on the associate positions. You're a one-off, but <laughs> these associate roles, they're not hiring you because you know, clinical Oven. knowledge. Yes. They're not going to, they're not going to hire you because you, you know, did a couple sawbones and you know how to do a total knee arthroplasty mm-hmm. because guess what the first thing you're going to do after you get hired, it. you're going to go to training <laughs> and they're going to teach you how they want to teach yep. you. They're going to, you're going to learn their, their, uh, products, yep. right. They're going to mold you into, you know, that company type rep. 100%. So your clinical knowledge doesn't really mean anything. Yep. You know, maybe if you want to be a clinical specialist and it's not really a sales role, yeah, you just want to be in there. Totally makes sense. But they're high. They're making a hiring decision off of you. You know, now I think they've condensed the process yep. because of COVID. So you can't really do ride-alongs or no, anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's even it's even a shorter amount of time that they're trying to make a hiring decision on you. You know, is this person the person that we want to bring on board? They're going to be looking at who you are as a person. You know, gauging you based off of how you interview, how you close, just showing these little things, these little steps that are the baseline of success once you get into the industry. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. Yep. You have to bring your personality out because if you're dull and boring, they don't want to work with no, you. Yeah. Right. So, you know, let your guard down a little bit, you know, show who you really are. And and that's what they're going to hire you on. Not because you have, you know, some very small <laughs> experience. experience. Well, first off, those are the gold nuggets. If you do what she just said, I promise you, you'll get a job. And and you take that advice seriously and you do everything she just said, promise you, you will at least you'll get interviews. Now, by far, you'll at least get interviews. Um, but that's the big thing I'm hearing right now with a lot of people reaching out to me. They're wanting to go get all these trainings and do all these things. And I'm like, as an associate, all they're worried about, you're reliable, you're a hard worker, and you'll do what they, they need done. You know, because your goal as an associate is to really just support the business that they've already created so they can go create more business, right? Yeah. And like you said, 
the there's a reason these companies are spending all this money. They want they're going to train you how they want you trained. So it doesn't really matter where you're going training before there. You're still going to have to go through all the same training and get it done. So I think that's a great point. And then number two, I just want to touch on, like she said, in the interview, you have to close. That's your job. Like if you can't close, you're not going to get a sales job because then everyone's nice to you. And one of the things I've been told the most is like with doctors, a lot of doctors are really nice people. They don't like saying no. So guess what? If you got the job and you're talking to them, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. But if you don't actually close them, they would never actually use your product or get get on a trial, whatever you're looking at. So I think that's the thing. The interview process, is they're looking at you how you're going to be on the job a lot of times. So I think that's something to just keep in mind. And, and, a, and a little fact I just want to share real quick is I talked to several reps. And this is why the interview process is such a big deal in medical device sales. I heard on multiple occasions, on average, it's about $250,000 that a company is going to spend on onboarding you. So they're making sure when they're choosing the right person that they are definitely the right person who's going to be there, that's going to be reliable. And it's a, it's a business that's going to make them money as well, right? So just understanding when you guys are going in that, that interview, like this is a thing that this company is spending a lot of money that they're going to, if they hire you. So they're not going to take it easy and you have to give them no reasons why you're not the right person. Um, so Sarah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. It's been amazing. Of course. Um, to be honest, this is way more better information than I could have ever gave. Um, and I, and I think these people are going to just love it again. You guys, if you haven't, I want to just touch where, where can they find you? Where can they find your guys' business? And, uh, just even reach out to you guys and get connected with you. Yeah, of course. So we're all over LinkedIn, uh, you know, we have the Road to Medical Sales podcast. We, you know, try to bring people on not only just, you know, how to break in, but, you know, surgeons, right? Uh, ed, um, marketing managers, yeah. right? We try to give a whole scope. And president club winners. Oh, yeah. P club winners so all day. Successful people that are in the industry and are successful, the top 1% in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know that it's going to hopefully <laughs> hopefully provide value to you, right? Um, and then also Legacy Now Coaching. LegacyNowCoaching.com. Um, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Love it. So if you guys, this is the one thing I always say, if you guys are really serious about breaking in, um, really look at these guys for coaching. Um, because I said, Sarah helped me so much and I know they've already helped so many other people just get interviews and get jobs and actually landed them. And the thing like we talked about earlier in med reps, you know, if you look at the big scheme of in your career, how much money you would actually make, the investment you're making so, so small. And to and to get your foot in the door. And like you said, the network, you're not just buying someone's like time to talk to. You're also buying their network. You're buying their experience. You're buying there's just so much more that comes with it in that small investment than just, you know, the time. Exactly. You know, and that's and that's just I want you guys to know the value. Um, but Sarah, again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I know you guys got a lot of value from it. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to hit me up. A lot of you guys have been hitting me up on LinkedIn. I love it. Um, and a lot of them will tell you I'm responding within three minutes. Uh, I'm on my phone all the time because it's part of the job. So again, reach out. I'm always happy to help anybody I can. Um, also, you guys can find me 
on YouTube. If you haven't, please press that like and subscribe button. And then also you guys can find me on Instagram at JM Fitness because I still do my fitness stuff. And I've had several of you guys do that as well. So absolutely loving it. If you guys would, I would really appreciate if you would stop and give me a five-star review. Appreciate you guys so much. And we will see you on the next one. Peace.